Uh-huh. Good. So, the new covenant. Uh, so just, just to intro- introduce, uh, introduce from uh, a few, few weeks ago, I wanna, a few months, two months ago actually, I want to talk about, uh, it was December 30th, t- uh, 2012, last I spoke here, and it was, it was really terrible. <laughs> I, I listened back to the, to the sermon on, on the MP3 on, on the website, and I was like, oh man, that was horrible. <laughs> And, but, you know, a lot of people came up to me and told me, like, how, how touched they were by the message. And so, so to me, that's just a confirmation that the Holy Spirit is working in, in people's hearts. Because, really, when I look, listened back to it, I was like, oh, that was bad. <laughs> so, praise God for that. Um, another thing I want to clear up, right? I had said last time that I was awkward. Right? I said, when, when I walk up to people... And I didn't know whether I should give him a hug or not. Okay, so now I'm even more awkward because now nobody wants to give me a hug. <laughs> now it's like everyone's like, oh, he doesn't like to get hugs. <laughs> so, so just to clarify, I like getting hugs. I like giving hugs. But I just don't know if other people like it. So, so if you, if, if, if you want to f- make me feel less awkward, just run up to me and give me a hug. <laughs> um, Another thing, this is, this is the first time I'm preaching from the New Testament, okay? Um, every single other time, I preach from the Old Testament. And you know why? Because every single other time, Kurt, uh, Pastor Curtis has given me a choice. This time, he said, I want you to pa- preach specifically on Colossians 2, 11, 11 through 3, 4. So I was like, oh, no, what, what do I do? Um, because what I like to do is I like to pick an obscure Old Testament story <laughs> so that nobody really, really has studied it that much. And then I can tell the story, and it's something fresh and new to everyone, right? In the, in the New Testament, it's, I'm going to have to, because everyone's already read it, now I'm going to have to bring something fresh, but you know, I don't really know how to do that. So again... Let's hope that the Holy Spirit comes and um, comes amongst us and, and, and convicts us. Um, so let me, let me just pray for his presence because we really need it here today. <laughs> Father, we realize without the Holy Spirit, we, we are not here today. Um, the Holy Spirit coming amongst us into our hearts and, and convicting us of, of the things that we have. We know that it's not enough just to, just to do good things um, and not do bad things, but um, it's, it's really Jesus who, who died on the cross. And God, more and more we pray that as, as we bring it into our hearts that it would, it would change our lives. Uh, please be with us today um, as, as we study this passage, and, um, and I, I just pray that, that everything would, would uh, be as, as you have it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, first I'm going to say a word um, to try to make people squirm, okay? The word is circumcision. Okay, uh, let me see, nobody's squirming yet, right? Okay, so, so circumcision, okay, and you don't have to raise your hands if you're circumcised or not, that's all right, all right? Um, but, 
But just supposing the men amongst you, okay, just supposing that you weren't, okay, if I told you you had to get circumcised, oh, man, people would be walking out the door, right? If, if I had to get circumcised, I'd be like, okay, knock me out and wake me up, not when it's done, but wake me up like two or three weeks later, right? Okay, I'm going to try to make you guys squirm again, okay? <laughs> okay, it's working. <laughs> People are squirming. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what it was back in the day, day of Abraham, right? Bad. Okay. So, you. so, so I just want to talk about the, uh, the background of circumcision a little. Um, so go ahead, Dwayne. Can you turn on Dwayne's mic? Genesis 17, 7 through 14. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan where you now reside as a foreigner, I, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you and I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham, As for you, you must keep my, my covenant, you and your descendants after you, for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you, the covenant you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner, those who are not your, your offspring. Whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. An uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. All right. So actually, I think this is a pretty good deal, right? It's a, it's a deal. Um, God's going to give Abraham kids and grandkids. He's going to give them land. They're going to be blessed um, for generations to come, right? That's a pretty good deal. And all you have to do is this one little thing, right? Just this one little thing. <laughs> okay. So, but, but you know what? It turns out it's not so easy, okay? Because let me fast forward a little bit. Um, we'll fast forward and review through the Old Testament. See, um, going back to the Old Testament again, right? Um, so something happened between that time and this time, all right? First of all, God fulfilled the promise through Sarah and then Isaac in Genesis 21. Um, then uh, Joseph and his family get shipped off to Egypt in Genesis 37, then Moses brings them out of Egypt, right? And they go to Mount Sinai and they get the law, right? The law is, is now part of this covenant. And the law is hard. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even a few days before the Israelites broke the law, right? Remember the golden calf? Okay, it, wasn't, it was not so easy after all, right? And then since that time, uh, struggles followed in the law from uh, Exodus 20 to Malachi, uh, the whole time, like the Israelites are coming to God, 
and then going away from God, coming to God, going away from God, okay, struggling with the law, and then we have Jesus, right? This is the new, new epitome, the new covenant, okay? And we'll talk about that a little bit. So we'll fast forward again, okay, to Paul's time, and go ahead, Dwayne. Colossians 2, 11 through 15. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having, can- having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them by the cross. Okay, so the Old Covenant... Okay, it was a circumcision of the flesh. Okay, it was the law. It was all about following the rules. Okay, from the Ten Commandments and on and on. There's actually, it's not just the Ten Commandments, right? There's, there's more. There's um, like five, four books of, of laws after, after the Ten Commandments. And not only that, the, the Pharisees on top of that, they added laws on top of the laws, right? And it was really, really hard to obey those laws. That was all about the flesh, right? The new circumcision is a circumcision of the heart. Okay, did you, did you catch it in the, in the passage? It said, it's a circumcision not done by human hands, but done by Christ. Okay, it's a, not done by human hands, but done, done by Christ. It's a circumcision of the heart. And we'll get into that a little bit. Um, um, it's, it's, so this is a heart surgery. I hope you guys aren't squeamish. I'll cover it up right now. It's not, it's not like we're, um, actually opening up somebody's heart and, like, cutting anything away, okay? It's, it's a figurative cir- circumcision, um, and it's not done by human hands. It's done by Christ. Okay. Um, so who among you likes, um, a good competition? Raise your hand if you, you're competitive. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. For those of you who are, who are, raise your hand if your spouse likes competition. <laughs> okay, that's good. Just com- confirming here. Okay, who amongst us likes tests? Raise your hand, you do. <laughs> okay, who likes tests when you know all the answers? Okay, good, good, good. Okay, um, who likes classes where you have points? Okay, you, like, go back to, I know for some of you it's way back, but um, go back to your days of um, college or high school, like when you had points. Okay, I remember back when I was in college, um, I'm not going to tell you how many years ago, um, quite a few years ago, when I was in college, um, I had college physics, and I love college physics because I'm a big nerd, okay? Um, I love college physics because all the, all the tests were easy to me, right? And so I would take the test. And you know what I really, really love to do? Okay, they used to post. They used to post all the grades, right? They posted the grades on the window after the test, right? And I would love to go and look up my number, okay, 20149, right? They didn't post it by name because, you know, I, I don't know. 
they, they don't want to like see everyone has Fs and you know. Anyway, so um, 20149, and then I see my name there and I see it at the top of the list, right? Because I did good on the test and I go, oh, I did great, right? Everyone, everyone likes to, um, everyone likes to, to have that feeling that they did good at something, right? Um, Especially when you're ranked versus others and you go, oh, I did so much better than those other people, right? Everyone likes that. Um, it, it's actually how we kind of, it's kind of how we live in this world, right? We're all kind of ranked against each other um, in, in our jobs. Like we do good work. We do better work than this other guy. And guess what? If this other guy does better work, then we need to do even better work, right? It's, ha- it's how we work in this world. It's everyone has, has a ranking, Okay. Um, if you do this, then you get that, right? A lot of times um, in, in jobs and stuff, you, you have a performance v- review. If you do this, then you get a raise. Or um, in, in classes, if you, if you do good on this test, then you get a good grade, and then, and then you get into a good college, and then you get a good job, and, blah, blah, and so on and so forth, right? Um, so I'm going to have a pop quiz, okay? So you can take... Your, uh, your outline, if you have one. Hopefully you have one. Okay. So, on this, on this pop quiz, okay, today is Sunday, okay? In case you guys didn't figure this out already, okay? Sunday, Saturday, sun, uh, sat- Sunday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, okay? I want you guys to think back to just yesterday. I know it's hard for some people to think to back to yesterday. Okay? Yesterday. Okay? There's two columns. Okay? There's a G and a B. Okay? G stands for good and B stands for bad. Okay? On this, on this thing, okay, I want you to mark just a tally. Okay? If you did a bad thing yesterday or if you did a good thing yesterday. Okay? Just, just bear with me. There's, there's, there's really, really, there's a reason for all this, okay? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it later. <laughs> okay, just bear with me. Um, you, you don't have to do it if you don't want. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to um, excommunicate you. Even, I'm not going to use my new found elder authority to excommunicate you. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, so just, just think back to, to, back to yesterday. Okay. Yelled at my kids. Bad. Went to leader meeting. Good. Okay. Okay, um, we're not going to take, we're not going to belabor this point too much, okay? But um, my, my sheet probably looks something like this, okay? And, but guess what? All these, all these good things don't really count as much as the bad things, okay? Because I've always fallen short of the glory of God, okay? So I get a big F, okay? It's bad, bad. F. 
Okay. Okay, the law, okay, was meant to define what was good and bad, okay? It was never intended to separate people from God, but it seems like that's what it did. But it was intended just to define, show us what was good and bad, okay? Colossians 2, 13 to 15, you don't have to read it, Dwayne, I got it. Um, And you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed the principalities and powers, and having made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So, so I like this particular translation. Um, it's not the NIV translation, it's the New King James the, the part I like about this is it says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, sorry, um, handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, okay? It's hard for us to get all those details right. Um, I want to I talk about um, some of the things that are, that are hard to get right, okay? So in, in the Jewish times, and um, again, I have a, a Jewish friends. I actually just got back from Israel a few days ago, and I spent some time with my Jewish friends. And, um, and if you're an Orthodox Jew, it's, it's very interesting, right? I have a friend who is an Orthodox Jew, okay? And he, he says, when you go into buildings on the Sabbath, they call it Shabbat, right? Um, you go and you, um, you can't even push buttons. Right? You're not allowed to push buttons. So on, on the Sabbath, the elevator will stop on every single floor, right? Because people are not allowed to push buttons, okay? My friend was telling me, he, he, so the Shabbat lasts from sundown of the day before, so it's Friday night, right? And he said he's got actually an app on his phone. It, it tells him when sunset is and when sun, and, and when. Um, Sun, sundown the next day is as well. He's got an app on his phone, right? And so the app on his phone tells him when he's not allowed to do stuff anymore, right? And so he's on his way back from the airport, okay, in a taxi. And it's Friday night before the Sabbath. It's like 6 o'clock, right? And, he's, and sundown is at 6.30, and so he's, like, sweating because he's not going to make it, right? Like, his, his house is 40 minutes away. And so he's going, oh, man, what am I going to do, right? And so what he does is he pays the taxi driver in advance, okay, before he, he gets out of the car, okay? And right when 6.30 hits, okay, he says, stop the car. He gets out of the car, okay, and he walks the rest of the way home, okay? That's the law, okay? That's, that's how... That's how, that's how um, Orthodox Jews really, like, they're very, very strict about the law, okay? We can, we can, we can debate all we want how valuable this is um, in terms of actually making us um, closer to God. Um, they, you know, I debate with them all the time about, does that really make you closer to God? And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge debate. I don't think so. Um, um, so anyway, I want to tell you what the circumcision of the heart is, okay? The circumcision of the heart is, it's this, okay? 
That's the circumcision of the heart. That's what, this is what Christ did for us. He took all this stuff, right? Good, bad, you did this, you did that. Okay, he took it, he crumpled it up, he nailed it to the cross, okay? This stuff doesn't matter anymore. He made a public spectacle of it, right? He took it, he um, nailed it to the cross, he threw it down, maybe he will dance around it a little bit, right? No, he, um, he hung on a cross for it. It was a public spectacle, okay? That stuff is no longer important. What, what he, he got rid of keeping track. He's no longer keeping track. You did this, you sacrificed this animal, you brought this much offering. He's not keeping track anymore. Okay? God never intended to keep to, to, for his love to be based on what we do. Okay? He never intended that. Okay? It's kindness that brings us to repentance. Um, so, so this, this, um, this keeping track, okay? He no longer wants to keep track. What does he want? Okay? He doesn't want, want to keep track anymore. He wants to get this out of the way. Okay? He no longer wants this to be what we're focused on okay he wants us to be able to come to to him to give to give him a hug okay to always not for nothing to separate us sometimes i feel like um for me a lot of times when i keep track of all the things that i did wrong a lot of times that separates me from god right because i go oh like i need to have a certain amount of time before like i feel like i can approach god again right he doesn't want that he wants he wants us to be with him, okay? He, he doesn't want to keep track anymore. Okay, um, Colossians two sixteen to 23. Therefore, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility or the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. They have lost connection with the head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Since you died with Christ in the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to this world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations, indeed, have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Okay, so the, the new covenant is a circumcision of the heart. Okay, the point number two is don't go back to the old covenant. Okay? It's easy to go back. Okay? And why, why is it easy for us to go back? It's because we always like to keep track, okay? We li- always like to keep track because it's something that we do to, we want to prove our sense of worth, right? Our sense of worth doesn't come from all the things that we do. It doesn't 
come from being uh, ranked against other people, okay? Our sense of worth comes from the fact that Christ loves us. He nailed all this to the cross. He sacrificed himself on the cross. It doesn't come from being ranked against other people, okay? Maybe I'll skip talking about my coworker again. Um, okay, so... So we want to compare ourselves to, to make ourselves feel better. Um, another thing that we do often, right, is we actually keep track of wrongs and rights in our relationships. Don't we do that? Sometimes we go, oh, this person did this thing wrong to me, right? And so what we do is we have one of these sheets of paper for other people, right? And so what we do is we go, I'm, I'm right in my relationship with this person because I did good, I did good, I did good. Oh, I did bad once, okay. But I did good, 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 good. Compared to that person, they did bad, 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 and bad. And, oh, they did one good, <laughs> right? But we keep track in our relationships, you know? And what we do, we keep this thing and we hold on to it. We hold on to it for a really, really long time, right? We can't let go of this. Okay, we can't let go of this. And what we, what we, what, I, I remember when I was in college, I had some friends, okay, they were in, at UCLA, I went to UC San Diego, and I went, I called them, I went and visited them, and they never came to, to visit me, right? And I, and like, one day I said, you know, this is a totally lopsided friendship, right? This is, this is enough. I, you know, forget about you guys. And I called, I called them on the phone, and I said, you know, you guys never come and visit me. You guys suck, right? <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are terrible friends. I, I'm always the one to call you. I'm always the one to go up there. It, like, my, fr- my friendship doesn't mean that much to you, right? And so, so I, was, I was really, really super mad at them. And, you know, I said, forget about them. And you know what happened? Like, I, I wasn't friends with them anymore, Right? And so what I accomplished by doing all this, these check marks, is I ended our friendship. Okay? That's not what Christ wants from us. He doesn't want us to, to keep track when we're in relationship with our, the other people, when, when we're in relationship with our, with our wife, with our husband, with our kids. He doesn't want us to keep track and marking these things down with our friends. Okay? He doesn't... He doesn't want us to do that, okay? He doesn't want us to go back to that old way. It's, it's, it's lame, right? When you want to be in a relationship, okay, forget about keeping track, okay? Forget about keeping track, okay? God's not keeping track. We shouldn't keep track either. Um, it's about what's in your heart, right? It's about what's in your heart for... Um, your relationships with other people, right? Um, it's about what's in your heart with your relationship with God, okay? It's not about keeping track about wrong and right. It's about what's in your heart. What do you do for people when you love them, okay? You spend time with them. You do nice things for them, okay? It's not, it's not I did this nice thing for them so I get a check, okay? It's when, when you have... Uh, when you read the Bible, okay, it's not so you can get a check on a piece of paper, right, or or on a mental piece of paper. You read the Bible 
because you want to know more about God. Right? You pray because you want to be with God. Okay, last, last point. Okay, set your mind on things above. Okay, Dwayne? Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Okay, I love this. Um, and, and the thing is, what we, what we need to do here when we're on this earth, okay, is we need to think about what's going to happen later, okay? I want to set a vision from you based on that passage, okay? Because we often forget what we're here for, okay? Just think about this. God seated on the throne, okay, glorious, okay, this big throne in the sky, okay? The things of earth, okay, when you think about God in all his glory, okay, the things of earth, all the little tiny things that we care about, like all the tiny details, wrongs and rights, okay, they'll grow strangely dim, okay? I love this, this part, okay, in the, in the passage. It says, our sins are hidden in Christ, okay? They're washed in the blood. They're hidden. No longer, like, that piece of paper, it's gone, right? It's in my pocket, right? Hidden. Hidden with Christ, okay? And we will appear with him in glory, okay? I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. Um, This, this song, um, I, asked, I asked Jerry to play for us. It's Glorious Day, right? And, and the thing I love about this is I always want them to fast forward to the end, right? Because I love the end part. I love the songs that, where it talks about, um, about what, what it'll be like, okay? One day the trumpet will sound. I can, I can hear it. I can hear a, a, a trumpet, right? With his coming, I can see, like, God coming again, and the skies with his glory. The skies. Can you see it? Right? And my beloved one. My beloved one coming. Okay? My Savior Jesus is mine. Okay? That day where I'll see him face to face. He'll give me a hug. Okay? One day that's what will be. Right? Get rid of all the keeping track. Okay? It's about our heart. One day. I'll have Jesus right there, and I'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. Okay. Let me close in a prayer. Father, thank you for, uh, for, for blessing us um, with Jesus, who died on the cross, who, um, who made it so that we don't have to keep track anymore because his, his blood covers, covers us. We're hidden. We're hidden in Christ. Uh, thank you for that, and thank you for um, just... Just the fact that we don't have to keep track anymore. In Jesus' name, amen.